Oh, we got so many friends in Charlotte who listen to the program, who stopped by the mothership over there, Jesse Brown's Outdoors. That's where I hang my hat. Bill Barty, your host here at the Carolina Outdoors. That's where I hang my hat and where I have an opportunity to meet people and be friends with people. And, of course, here on the Carolina Outdoors, uh, talk with folks. And sometimes we lose people. They move away is what I mean. And our next guest is one of those people. But we get to keep up with him. And he's going to come on as we prepare for upcoming Father's Day. Join me in welcoming writer Ray Matthews to the Carolina Outdoors. Ray, it's good to have you on. Hey, Bill. Good to, good to hear from you, okay? Listen, um, we're going to talk a little bit about life, sporting life, the outdoors, and um, here on the Carolina Outdoors, that's a big part of people's introduction into the outdoors. It was through their dad, through their father. Now, many of them had father figures. It may be an uncle. It may be their granddad. It may be the friend of theirs, a father, who helped show them the ways of hiking or biking or hunting or fishing. And you've written prolifically on several subjects, whether it be upland bird hunting um, here in the Piedmont, whether it be coastal fly fishing um, down in the low country of South Carolina, or whether it be in the mountains of western North Carolina, a babbling brook and a waterfall. You've written about all of that, but Ray, along the way, you've written a lot about your sons, and that's why I wanted to get you on the Carolina Outdoors to talk about the endeavors that you have for years have written about and um, catch up with you as we prepare for Father's Day. So with that being said, I know that right now you have two grown sons. You've got Ryan and Hunter, and you are down in Florida. And for our listeners who listen to the Carolina Outdoors via the airwaves of WBT Radio, we blast up and down the eastern seaboard, which includes Florida. So, Ray, tell us about your trip down to see your son, Ryan. Well, actually, I, I am I am speaking to you from uh, uh, South Florida right now. We actually I actually flew in last night. My oldest son Ryan lives down here, and we we try to visit as as much as we can. My wife and I. And uh, one nice thing about coming down to South Florida is he has ac- access to some nice uh, peacock fishing waters. <laughs> and uh, s- several years ago, uh, I mean, I just started fly fishing for all all kind of species and i said next time i go and visit ryan i'm going to try some fly fishing with an eight weight fly rod for some peacock bass so i actually i actually bought a new rod and had it and had it shipped down to florida and it it, it awaited me when i when i arrived down at my son's house and we used it for the next several days and caught some very nice peacock bass and uh, i think i actually sent you some pictures if i remember correctly but, yes you uh, did it's just it's just nice to, to to use a fly rod and catch multiple species kind of kind of all over the country. So that's kind of kind of one thing I'm trying to do in in my old age is to kind of expand my boundaries and and uh, go after a variety of different different fish with a, with a fly rod. We're going to talk but, to uh, you. We're going to talk to you a little bit about your old age uh, <laughs> as we chat about the upcoming Father's Day. But as it approaches. Uh, Ray Matthews, talk to us about what the outdoors has meant for you when your children were younger, raising them and teaching them the ways of sports in the outdoors. 
Well, I tell you, Bill, my wife and I have been blessed, as you mentioned, with, with two fine sons, and they're both in their mid-30s right now. But I still remember uh, when they were probably five, six years old, uh, every Friday night we would uh, go out to eat someplace in South Park and uh, then always stop by Jesse Brown's outdoors to see what was new, to, to pet the bear, the stuffed bear that you had there. I assume he's still there. Oh, Bubba, he's still there. Bubba. And uh, look at look at some magazines you had on the rack there, and just kind of kind of dream about the kind of things we can do. But I always I started uh, with with both my sons at a very young age, uh, trying to get them introduced to the outdoors. And we used to do a lot of hunting, a lot of uh, bird hunting, a lot of dove hunting uh, years ago. And I would always take at least one son with me whenever we would go in the dove field. And I never took both of them. I would always take one. Because you can, it's amazing what you can learn about what's going on in the mind of a of a seven or eight year old when you're when you're driving for three hours down to a dove field in Orangeburg, South Carolina, uh, and uh, during the quiet time, and you just you never you never get that time back. So it's just a great time to to bond with your with your son or, or daughter, but yeah. uh, and just and just share those memories with them starting at a very young age. So. Right. Now, Ray, I know your boys, and they're both uh, very active and always have been active and, and are active as adults as well. How did you handle sibling rivalry to uh, for you to be able to encompass one one active uh, son and the other? How would you quell them wanting to go as well with their brother and their dad? Well, you know that, that that's a that's a very uh, intriguing question. Uh, we we started, Bill. We started at, at a very young age to, to to try to do something with with just one son at the time, and we we think it we think it worked out well. But again, I, I wanted to spend you know time with, with each son, and I just felt it best that if if we con- if I concentrated my energies with, with one son at the time, regardless of what outdoor adventure it was we would we would get the most mileage out of that and it would be it would be the most beneficial for for him as well so uh that's kind of what we started doing and actually we we still we still do that mostly today uh the only exception would be we we try to do an annual uh quail hunt every year uh around the christmas holidays and both my sons live in different states so just coordinating everybody flying in and coordinating everybody's schedule is, is, is the biggest problem we have. But, but on, on that hunt, we all, we all, we all go together and we all, we all participate in that together. So, uh, but, but when they were young, we, we tried to, I tried to spend an equal amount of time with each, with each son separately. And I, and I think it worked out. Okay. I would say it definitely has uh, Ray Matthews. If you're just joining us has joined the Carolina outdoors he is a writer, a friend, uh, and you heard his story from Jesse Brown's um, here in Charlotte. Ray, you're down in the Low Country of South Carolina now. You're still you still make your trips to the mountains. You're still doing your bird hunting, but you're uh, living on the coast of South Carolina a little bit. You were a professional for for many years. Tell me about writing. I introduced you as a writer. Tell me when your writing became more and more prolific. Well, I actually. I always dabbled in in writing, Bill, kind of as a hobby, and, and actually still do. But uh, I, I actually st- I started getting serious about it. I don't know, probably seven or eight years ago, and it kind of coincided with 
some of the act, some of the outdoor activities that, that we were participating in, and, and uh, I, I actually wanted to capture kind of the feelings and the impressions mm. uh, that we were feeling in in words and pictures to a large extent with photography, but I wanted to capture those so that when I was, you know, 85, 90 years old, I can sit down and, you know, by the fire, as they say, and pull out these stories and read them and just remember what it was like, you know, 30, 40 years ago to be doing this stuff. And uh, that's one of the main motivations for me wanting to to do the writing. But uh, I don't know. I just always always gain some pleasure out of doing that and i think i think people like reading reading some of the stories and i like i like writing them and and i think i think my sons actually enjoy reading them too because they're the subject of, of most of them of most of my stories and uh it, it, it's very gratifying to to complete a story and email it off and say hey what do you think about this one and they'll say oh that's your best one yet or something like that so uh so I always, I always like those comments. Well, so, I'm going uh, to ask you a little bit about that because we have some published ones, but we also have some unpublished ones as well. And, uh, of course, you've covered upland bird hunting to trout fishing to a coastal trip, but they are um, autobiographical stories. Uh, many times is the case uh, with a journey of life with your family, especially your sons, Ryan and Hunter. I'm going to talk about your published one first because uh, tell us, or that's what I should just do, is ask you. The March and April issue of Sporting Classic, Classics Magazine features uh, Ray Matthews, one of your articles, one of your submissions to them. Tell us about that article. That was, uh, I'm very fond of that article. It, it kind of chronicles my, my life story and uh, from when I started fly fishing uh and how my youngest son kind of got me involved in that and uh kind of the, the the rewards of of that and kind of growing and and learning more about that that activity and uh that carrying me on th- through the rest of my life basically but uh it it really just cr- chronicled my life from when I was you know right out of college through through becoming an, an, an old gentleman. How about that? So, uh, <laughs> to still being so active, though. I don't know if you're that old, but um, <laughs> but it does share a, a bit of wisdom in there as all of us age, but also as that relationship with our children occur. And, of course, we've got Ray Matthews. We've got Father's Day coming up, which is, is why we get to talk about this. And, Ray, you just hit and uh, hit on what I wanted to ask you about, because at the beginning of this conversation, a lot of it is what you helped teach your children, you and your wife, Cameron, both um, teaching them by giving them each individual attention, doing individual activities with them, building them into the fine young men they are now. But through that article, you can see that the tables are turning a bit. Talk to us about what you're learning through the eyes of your sons now. Well, it, it's funny you should ask that because you know the, the, the older I get, the, the more and it, it's an, it's a trite saying, but the, the, you know the, the saying is the, the teacher becomes the student. Wow. And uh, you know when I was when I was younger and my boys were younger, of course I was the teacher and they were the students. And now, uh, particularly with with the fly fishing, my my youngest now that they're, they're the the teacher and I'm the student. And uh, it, it, it's actually 
unbelievably rewarding uh, to be in that position. And uh, you just you just kind of sit back and you say, "Gosh, he's uh, or, or they have they've they've done well." And uh, I'm just very proud of both of them. And uh, uh, I, I still have a lot to learn about all kinds of things, but uh, they are they are now taking up the mantle of. Uh, teaching the old man things now. So I, I, I like I like that position, to be honest with you. I'd say that's a pretty good position to be in, uh, especially as you learned with that eight-weight fly rod uh, on, in southern Florida for peacock bass with a son. We've got great photos. I'll try to post them up on the uh, story notes for the Carolina Outdoors. For the podcast, you can see some great uh, uh, trout fishing pictures uh, as well. But, Ray, I'm going to switch gears a little bit because people can read that article in, again, the um, March-April edition of Sporting Classics. But there's one that they cannot read because it didn't get submitted. And it was about Father's Day on the Caney Fork River. This was a trip that you took. Uh, it was the article you wrote back in 2020. It was a Father's Day article during the pandemic, uh, a reminder to all of our uh, listeners out there, but it was a trip that didn't happen um, in March, April when it was first planned, and it ended up happening in June. Tell us about this article, Father's Day on the Caney Fork River, and how that trip, uh, what it meant to you, what it meant to your relationship with the boys, and what you learned from it. Well, I, I really am very fond of that article as well. We we had we had planned this trip. Uh, fishing on the Caney Fork River, which is in uh, Jackson County, North Carolina, and it's it's a, a fairly small stream. It kind of reminds you of a, of a of a stream out west. But uh, we had planned this we had planned this trip, and, and as you know, with everybody's schedule, you've got to do this like you know three four months in advance for in, in a lot of cases. And so we worked out all the details. We planned this trip, and then you know. Nobody knew that the pandemic was going to hit. So the pandemic hit, and they can't, the governor canceled everything, all activities pretty much in the state of North Carolina, and including fishing trips. So we were we were we got canceled at the last minute. But you know, fortunately, we were able to reschedule. You know, a couple months later, which coincided with June and Father's Day. So it actually worked out better for us. But we we went on this trip and uh, we, we fished, and my. I went with my youngest son Hunter on this trip, and he had just uh, their family. He had he and his wife uh, had just given birth to, to their, their first child, and uh, I, she was right at about four months old. So this is kind of the first trip Hunter was able to take yeah. <laughs> away from home uh, since since Ellie had been born. But you know, we we, we again we left early in the morning. We we talk about the things that fathers and sons talk about particularly when when i'm a new grandfather and he's a new father but uh you know it's everything other than fishing i mean it, it's life it's goals it's careers uh it's kind of what's important to you what do you what do you want to accomplish in life and those kind of things and and then the fishing is on top of that so uh it, it just was a was a wonderful wonderful day and we had uh we had run into a uh Actually, uh, a, a lady guide, a lady fishing guide, was up in that area that we had heard about, and uh, she had had she had beaten cancer. She she was a young lady, but had had gotten cancer, and she had beaten cancer. And uh, 
she was very just appreciative of really getting getting her life back. And her, her motto was, uh, "Today I'm alive, so today I choose to live." So, uh, with, you know, meaning that, hey, I'm alive today, so I'm going to make the most of today. So that's kind of that's kind of one thing we we started always started doing from that day forward is, hey, I'm a I'm alive today. I'm living. So let's make the most of today because, uh, man, life is short and, uh, uh, it, there's a, there's a time timetable involved here. So you just, you have to, you got to make the most of it and you can never, you can never get this time back, particularly with, with your younger kids. And, uh, I I was just going to say my advice to all fathers and and mothers is just spend as much time as you can with, with, with your kids and, uh, you know, impart your wisdom on them, and, and hopefully uh, they'll they'll uh, remember a little bit of that, and they'll put into practice most of it. So uh, that would be my advice. Yeah, it, it, if you don't mind me reading, too, you reminded in this story, unsubmitted, unpublished, I reminded my son that life has a finish line, and to fear not death, but rather never living your life. Ray Matthews, with all that being said, and of course you looking at magazines and Jesse Browns, and now you're submitting to them, uh, whether it be the Parker Pages for the uh, Gun Collector membership that you submit to or Sporting Classics. People can go to the website, sportingclassics.com. Check that out. Subscribe. He's got the March-April edition submission in there. Uh, Ray, before we leave, you had two sons, but now you have a granddaughter. Tell me about that relationship, getting her outdoors, uh, or what your plans are, because I just think she's a couple of years old now. But um, talk about that fly, female fly fishing guide. Uh, ladies in the outdoor, the world um, is her pearl. There you go. In, in fact, Bill, time moves so fast, Bill. Now I have two granddaughters since since, ah, uh, since, yes. since I updated you. but. Uh, we actually have have another little girl grand granddaughter as well. Hunter has a second second daughter, but uh, it's just it's just wonderful. I mean, we're we're making plans already. I mean, I think Hunter's already bought Ellie. She's the oldest. She's three and a half. Uh, <laughs> already bought her a uh, a little pink spinning rod or uh, bait casting rod and reel outfit. But he he's uh, he's looking at the three weights and the four weights right now for her. And when she gets a little older. But uh, we, we, are, we have we have big plans for her, and uh, hopefully she will embrace that. If not, that's okay too. But uh, hopefully she will embrace uh, the outdoor life and fly fishing and all the all the good things that that uh, come to you by spending time out of doors. So, well, I think she's going to have a head start, no matter what her choices is. At least she'll have those options. And Ray Matthews, it's always good to talk to you. I look forward to going back and rereading that Sporting Classic submission, that article as well. I'd like to say Happy Father's Day to you upcoming, and Happy Grandfather's Day to you as well. Thank you, Ray, for being on with us. Thank you so much, Bill. I really enjoyed it, okay? I enjoyed it as well. Off we go, but we're going to come back on the other side and continue the conversation. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.